Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Good morning. Welcome to Spotlight on Maryland. It's Gina Crash. I'm really excited to introduce you to our guest who is in studio this morning. We're joined by Bill McCarthy. He is the executive director of Catholic Charities right here in Maryland in Baltimore. Hi, Bill. How you doing? How are you doing, Gina? I'm fantastic. I'm so glad to see you. I'm glad to hear that, too, because we spoke a couple years ago, but on the phone and you were talking to one of my former colleagues, Austin, in person. But we haven't actually, I don't think, physically met because we talked a couple times during COVID and all of that. So it's really, really nice to have you in studio this morning. It's fantastic to be together. Yeah, it really is. And such a wonderful time of year, too. And I love that when you go to the Catholic Charities website, the first thing I did was, um, you know, I went to cc-md.org and I saw a quote from you that I think says, says it really well. You say, every woman, man, and child arrives with an immediate need. And without regard to their circumstances, we open our doors and our hearts. It's exactly true. I mean, Catholic Charities uh, is the largest private provider of human services in Maryland. Our, our vision really is to ensure that every Marylander has the opportunity to achieve their greatest potential. Yeah, that's really important. So I think that really, when I saw that, I'm like, and I, I just, I just could not say enough good things about the work that you do, and especially this time of year, it just rings true, and um, and it's just really important. So you kind of talked about it a little bit, but just tell someone who might not be as familiar with your mission and the work of Catholic Charities because it's so broad. I mean, you help so many people and all neighborhoods, and uh, just tell us a little bit about that and and you know how you got to be involved. And how many years ago now? Yeah, Gina, it's been 15 years. That's incredible. Yeah, it it, it doesn't even seem like 15 years some days uh, because the work is so inspiring. It's so meaningful and so purposeful. Every day I know that people are hungry or being fed, people without shelter are being housed, people seeking jobs or placed in employment, uh, people with everyday struggles from mental health issues, behavioral health issues, substance use issues are being addressed. And these encounters are happening at one of our 200 locations across Maryland every day. So it's thousands of encounters of every day with our neighbors uh, seeking help, being helped. And it's a mutual benefit. It benefits, obviously, our neighbors who are in need of that services, but also us because it gives us a greater sense of purpose. It really does. That's more than a job. That sounds like your life's work. Yes, and it truly what, is. And what a cool job to have. And uh, and thank you, my gosh, for all that you do. Um, and you have to be highly organized, I would imagine, because that's a lot of people to serve. Yeah, I describe it as Catholic Charities is a movement to improve lives. You know, it's eighty more than 80 programs, 200 locations from Anne Arundel County to Garrett County. Wow. With the largest, obviously, area of the services in the greater Baltimore area. And it takes 2,000 colleagues, almost 8,000 volunteers 
wow. uh, to meet the needs of hundreds of thousands of people every year. Wow. So the next question was going to be, you know, who does Catholic Charities serve and in what areas do you operate? So let's repeat that again. I've got 80 programs, 200 I can't read my handwriting. Locations. Locations, right. Yeah. Across Maryland. Do you think people know that or do they kind of associate you more with Baltimore? And obviously being a Baltimore native, like you said early on, um, I think that's kind of sometimes where we think the need is. But the fact that you were statewide, I don't know that everybody knows that. Yeah, I think um, people tend to understand the needs in their neighborhood and in their community. Uh, But there are needs in every neighborhood and every community across Maryland. Yeah, wow. And uh, the needs are quite different. But the way I think about it, we really work with five different constituencies, uh, children and families in crisis, people experiencing poverty, uh, adults with intellectual disabilities, our new neighbors in the immigrant community, and our older neighbors, or mm-hmm. older adults. That's right. So you really do serve everyone, absolutely, in every situation. Yeah, that's what I would say. Whatever your passion or interest is, either to be a colleague or to be a volunteer, we can we can provide and support that that connection to the work. Yeah, because you have such a huge staff that if um, you could really weigh on the um, you know the skills of of your of your work base that you have there. Yes, there's somebody who can speak Spanish. There's someone who can reach out to someone in a way that someone else couldn't. Exactly, and relationships are so important. So we're deeply rooted in all the neighborhoods and communities where we operate and are present. So those connections are rich, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Faith-based. Um, you know, a lot of charities begin that way. You're all about that. But it, it seems like that's like where the community gathers around and gets the resources they need if they need them or gives back if they have a little extra and want to give back. Yeah. Um, and we know that Catholic Charities Centennial concludes in just a few weeks and talk about an achievement. We said 15 years for you. But, you know, the Centennial is a big deal. So how has Catholic Charities evolved over the 100 years of its existence? Yeah, it's ex- extraordinary. Um, so our history actually goes beyond the centennial. So in 1792, at the time, Bishop John Carroll directed that parishes use one-third of the receipts uh, that they, they had uh, for care for the poor. So really, that began the, pa- the parish-based ministries here in Maryland, and mm-hmm. primarily in Baltimore at that time in 1792. When we had the immigration wave in the 1800s, uh, there were 22 orphanages in Baltimore. Uh, and the orphanages were uh, kind of designed and set up by country of origin and by gender. And because many of the people that came to the United States, their whole families didn't make it. So right. they needed for care for children. So you can imagine in the 1800s, uh, you know, with care for the children, really focused on uh, supporting families and children and residential care like orphanages and adoptions and things of that nature. But of course, as the needs of our neighbors have changed, we have changed as well. And as we talked about a little bit earlier, uh, from everything from mental health and behavioral health and substance use needs, workforce development. That's huge. uh, Is a very big need for as well. Uh, Supporting individuals with intellectual disabilities to leave and live a life of independence and self-sufficiency so they can achieve their dreams as well. So there's so much as the needs of people have changed, we have changed you, as well. You've definitely evolved with it. And what are some of the most recent services that you've provided that you can recall? Yeah, I'm thinking like in this centennial year, we were very excited. We opened a new Gallagher Meaningful Day Center in Baltimore County. And I, I described this as in 1977, Gallagher services started when we um, took in 13 children 
from Rosewood Hospital. So it was a deinstitutionalization movement with people with either developmental or intellectual disabilities. And those 13 children came to live with us in what I'll describe as a Gallagher community. We had group homes, and today we have about 50 homes where Gallagher individuals live. We have a medical day program and vocational day program. But the idea is we want to support individuals where they choose to live. That's right. So now it's moving individuals from a Gallagher community and supporting them in the broader community. So it's very, very exciting. And I would point out that the lifelong services, it's really a lifetime of support. Mm -hmm. Ten of the children that came to us in 1977 are still with us. Wow. That's incredible. Now, so are there any um, future services that you can see as a leader, as the executive director of Catholic Charities? You're looking at your needs. You're looking at the way that um, the world is changing and the needs are maybe a little different. Is there anything on your plate for the future that you're working on maybe yeah, for? Two, two very exciting uh, programs that will be coming up. We're a program for all-inclusive care for the elderly, PACE, us, Keswick, Gilcrest, so Catholic Charities, Keswick and Gilcrest, and 16 community partners, including Edenbridge Health, will be opening a PACE program in West Baltimore and Mondaman in the village at Mondaman oh, cool. in April. And 27 years ago, I think it was, we helped set up the first PACE program in East Baltimore with Johns Hopkins Bayview. So this is the second uh, PACE program to be opened in the area. There'll be a few others being opened around the state as well. So we're very excited about that. And then we're also really super excited. This April, we'll be breaking ground on our new intergenerational engagement center in West Baltimore. Uh, we acquired the Alexander Hamilton School and the five surrounding uh, acres that make up that campus over in the greater Rosemont community uh, from Baltimore City. And so we're, we're going to be opening, developing and opening uh, Intergenerational Engagement Center. So you're continuing to grow. And the intergen yes. And the, and the idea is the theory of change. So we've been present in this community in Greater Rosemont probably since the 60s. We've had Head Start there. We've had workforce development there, yeah. food services in the neighborhood as well. But the Intergenerational Engagement Center is a little bit different, and we don't really have one in Baltimore. So in the Intergenerational Center, there'll be really three centers in one. There'll be a, an early education or early childhood center. There'll be a community center and a rec center. The early childhood center is going to have programs and services from pregnant mothers. There'll be two infant classrooms, two toddler classrooms, and five three- and four-year-old classrooms. And with the Head Start being the foundation of our family engagement, there'll be after-school programming for older children. And then also there would be an exciting a new recreation center for the neighborhood, including a dome, much like they have in East Baltimore. That's so cool. Uh, so we're very excited about that. Yeah, this is all very, very exciting and, and much needed, too. Yeah. And I think what's also so important, uh, important is being community means engaging everybody. That's right. So this center will do this. Um, Rosewood Towers, uh, Rosemount, Rosemount <laughs> Towers is right next door to the IG Center, what will be the IG Center. So in the community center, there'll be programs for seniors. There'll be a meals program, pantry program, workforce development, health services, and space for the community as a whole. So the idea is our older neighbors get to interact with our younger neighbors and really 
uh, learning from each other yes. and supporting each other in this center as well. There's a lot of wisdom to be shared there. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. And now, boy, you guys are, are literally like 10 nonprofits in one, aren't you? I mean, you know, we try to be one. We have one mission to improve the lives of Marylanders in need. Yes. Uh, but yes, I, I think if we see a need that's not being met, we attempt to, to meet it. You absolutely do. And um, so congrats on 100 years which, and beyond, you know, before that, actually, 1792, we're going yes. back to here. Wow. Um, and at this time of year, you know, many are thinking about things that they want for Christmas. That's, you know, every time you talk to family, what do you guys want for Christmas? Send us your list, you know, and what they're going to find under the family's Christmas tree. But that really sadly is not a reality for many people who are served by Catholic Charities. So what does this mean for them and how do you swoop in and, and help them with that? Because that's a really important need to fill this time yeah. of year. Every childhood and every, every family should really experience the joy and, and light and hope that the holiday season brings. So we try to do that across the state at all of our, our, all of our programs as well, uh, from holiday parties to to, to well, superstores for families, to uh, community, uh, to community gatherings and hope and concerts and things of that nature, and really, there's more you can learn if you go to cc-md.org/backslash/holiday, and you can see how you can help uh, support families and children in your community. That's great. And how can our listeners help that might be hearing this interview, perhaps in progress? And we're going to post it online so they can hear it from the beginning if they're catching it midway through. But when they go to cc-md.org slash holiday, um, is there, there are specific ways that are mapped out that they can donate um, time, money, resources, yeah, gifts? It, the beauty thing is it, it's all needed. So yeah. there's a way to volunteer, uh, which is very helpful for us. We wouldn't be able to do our work throughout the year, and particularly the holidays, without volunteers. There's an opportunity if you wanted to bake cookies, for example, and bring them uh, to our selected sites where we use them as part of our meals and part of our, our gifts and part of our parties as well. You can adopt a child or adopt a family and provide maybe some needs that that family had, uh, has had as well. And then even in our, we operate the largest shelter in Baltimore City, so we always try to provide, uh, you know, things that, that support 
the guests at our shelters, from clothing to other essential needs that are, are needed. Yeah, that's true. Boy, you just there's a lot that, that you need. So if you just go to cc-md.org slash holiday, you can get involved with all of that. Yeah. That's awesome. And um, what are, um, you mentioned the 80 programs have, which, you know, without mentioning all 80 of them, but are we missing any of them that we talked about that you serve or maybe some that um, you want to reflect on or, you know, a story about, you know, a success story about, you know, one of those programs in particular that really touched you. And um, I know all of your work is rewarding, so it's kind of hard. It's like choosing between, you know, loved yeah. ones. But um, but over the years, it's really, you know, what are some? Of, it's fantastic. Yeah. I, I have encounters every day and the stories we could go on forever oh, yeah. and they all touch my heart deeply. Um, I'll, I'll just share a couple for this time of year. Sure. That was just so re- recent. So. On October 2nd, we opened the new Gallagher Meaningful Day Center, and it's, it's a beautiful space. And, it's, and we put a coffee bar in there because we want the community to come in and, and engage with our individuals and be part of, that day, of their day. So bringing both the Gallagher individuals to the community and bringing the community to the Gallagher individuals. And whenever I'm having a rough day, I always go and visit a program. And and because one, it remind it gives you joy, and it also reminds you of why we're doing what we're doing. Yeah. And so one day I was having a, a really kind of a just a bad morning. So the Gallagher Meaningful Day Center is actually right down the hall from where I I hang my hat. So I walked down to get a cappuccino because we can get a <laughs> cappuccino there. We so, put our best coffee so in the fancy. Gallagher Meaningful Day Center. As you should. And That's I walk great. in, and I must have had I don't know a look on my face. I was I thought I was smiling, but one individual, this young woman, comes up and she's kind of like inching closer to me. Just inching and she kind of puts her shoulder against mine and then she turned and gave me a hug. Oh. And that hug changed my whole disposition and outlook for the day. It was it was kind, it was generous, it was it was just really what I needed at that particular and she, time. she saw that and, and knew she that. saw that and she could read it, I guess, in my face. And so that gift was, was a great gift. For oh, that love that story. Yeah. So another thing, you know, we have a series of anniversaries throughout uh, the year in many of our programs and Christopher place uh, employment Academy, which is a residential employment Academy for men. Um, class 100. Imagine that class yeah, wow. 100 capstones or capstoned on December 13th. And so at that, that, so the way I think about it, so Christopher Place, the Residential Employment Academy opened in 1996. So that meant 99 classes and 1,200 men had gone through this program before this current class. Yeah, And it's kind of neat having class 100 in your centennial year. So that means 1,200 men went through the assessment and preparation phases, and have gone through to become full-time employed um, during this period of time. That's incredible. So at the at the celebration, the capstone ceremony, we had a member from Class One who came back. Oh no way! So this person had been homeless. He had been suffering from addiction and substance abuse. He walked from Washington D.C up the Baltimore-Washington Parkway. Oh, my gosh. In 1995. Wow. Got to Glen Burnie and said, well, if I could walk to Glen Burnie, I could walk to Baltimore. 
and he walked to Baltimore and he found Christopher Place. Wow. So he went to Christopher Place. Um, wasn't sure because at that time the Employment Academy hadn't started. It was just an overnight shelter and a day resource center. But he learned that this residential employment academy with a promise of a job was being offered and he joined class one. Fast forward, since graduating in 1997, he's been sober, clean, working for the same healthcare system since 1997, has been married 21 years, owns his home, and lives in our community. Bill, that's incredible. So that story really made my day, too. And I was thinking of the journey, not just the walk, yeah. the literal journey, so the, yeah. but the life journey. And I was reflecting on that, that 1,200 other men had gone through that same journey. Every journey is different. Oh, yeah. But that same path as, as this person had done. Oh, so man. So it was really, really meaningful. That's a success story. Isn't yeah. it? Oh, that's and all with the help of Catholic charities. All with the help of Catholic charities. Oh my goodness! And um, so, what are some of the key current projects of Catholic charities that you want people to know about? That uh, you know, because it's all this show is all about spotlight on Maryland. You guys are all encompassing in Maryland. It's all about shining that spotlight. If people weren't aware of all the work that you do. We're shining the spotlight on a couple of key areas so yeah. they can get a better idea of what you do every day and why it's important for them to donate. So I would say, you know, the Intergenerational Engagement Center in the Greater Rosemont community is a, a very important program we're super excited about. Our PACE program at Mondalmin, which will open this April, which is, again, another way to engage in yeah. and be excited about. I, I, I also think uh, our Gallagher Meaningful Day program and what's going to come from that going forward. You'll see not more day programs, but more engagement with individuals in the community, supporting people where they live. Uh, and, and it's a different way of doing things as we're going forward. I look at our Head Start programs in Baltimore City and Carroll and Harford counties. It's really, we doubled our Head Start presence uh, about six years ago because we saw that Head Start was so, so important. And we wanted to be proactive and working with people in the community and younger families as opposed to reactive when they may get entangled with the child welfare system. You're right. So it's important to start early, like which is what Head Start is all about. Yeah. And the fact that you kept that going all these years yeah. is really, really, uh, I, I can't say anything is more important than anything else that you do because it's yeah. all so, so important. But that is that is definitely a good foundation. I, I, the other huge need is uh, affordable housing yeah. for seniors. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have 24 senior housing communities, nearly 2,000 apartments. The average income of a senior that lives with us is about $16,000. Yeah, and we know with inflation that doesn't go very far. No, and we have about 3,000 on a waiting list. So we're always exploring on how do we expand um, Supportive housing for um, our older neighbors on limited yeah, incomes. Yeah, that's what I'm really uh, – and, you know, you think about medications that you need, doctor visits. I mean, the exactly. older you get, the more care sometimes you may need. Yeah. And that all costs money. And 16000 again, doesn't go that far. Not very far. No. Oh, my goodness. That's so important. I'm glad you mentioned that. And as you said early on, as, as we know, Catholic Charities is the largest private provider of social services in Maryland, as mind-boggling and huge as that is. What does that mean for Marylanders, and how does your staff make all of that happen every day? It sounds like choreography to me, and it just all works. But is there a, is there a secret? Is it hiring the right people? Is it having that passion, having a job that isn't a job, it's a life's work? 
What yeah, is it? The that's... work is very hard, but the people that are committed to doing this work, you know, have this this innate ability to serve and see the needs of people and realize that their lives are enriched in doing the work that they're doing. So they get as much out of the work as they're putting into it. Our volunteers, that's what I love to hear. They said, wow, you know, I helped serve 800 meals today, but I felt like I got more out of this day than I was putting into it. Yeah. So it's, it's, I think it's that mutual benefit. We all have needs. Oh yeah. Some of us have needs to understand what our purpose is. And of course we have our, our neighbors that just need maybe a hand up a little bit from time to time. Exactly. And you know, I'm glad you mentioned volunteers again, because about how many would you say you have and do you need more? And then what are some of the criteria, uh, you know, that you would need to meet to, and how do they go about? That's like a six part question. Not <laughs> but, to I, but, I, but I, I get the whole point. So yeah. think about it uh, with COVID in March of 2020. So we went in a matter of a day from, you know, 10,000 unduplicated volunteers to none because, you know, who knew in March of 2020 what, what COVID meant for us? Yeah, we didn't know. So our meals programs at our Daily Bread, which is hundreds of thousands of meals a day, my sister's place, Sarah's house, and Anna's house, went with no volunteers. So staff stepping in, how do we serve and feed people differently? Um, people seeking uh, behavioral health services or ed- early childhood education, how do, how do we change those things? So. So my point is we had 10,000 volunteers, 2,000 colleagues pre-COVID, and then it's getting people to come back. And the world changed and forever changed. The habit was broken, so to speak. Oh, yeah. Hybrid work came in. Mm -hmm. So people, a lot of our volunteers were workforce, you know, teams coming to volunteer. So that has changed. So we're seeing a momentum come back. People realize what volunteering means, and they're really making a difference. And that's part of our secret sauce. Yeah, I, I describe Catholic charities as a movement to improve lives, and it's it's our it's our it's our colleagues, it's our volunteers, it's our community partners coming together, and the leverage and scale of that allows us to do so much more. It really does. And I know we're in our final minutes here, but uh, to wrap up, maybe what's your favorite part, Bill, of the holiday season? Favorite part of the holiday season. I think we're living it right now. I, know. I think it's 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 so exciting that uh, we're here together. We're looking at hope with hope and optimism to the future. Um, it gives us that renewed spirit of what the next year might bring for us. And I know we're not alone. We're all in it together. And it's a little bit of joy out there. Yeah. You know, a lot of times of the year we don't feel the joy. But this time of year, we can certainly feel that joy. You sure can feel it. And you don't have to go any further than the work that Catholic Charities does every day to feel that magic all year long. And we do encourage people to go to cc-md.org slash holiday or just check out the whole website because there's ways that you can volunteer everything from time to money. Uh, You're also on social media, Facebook, Instagram, X, formerly Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, you name it. You click on those icons on uh, cc-md.org and you can find all that information on there. And uh, Bill McCarthy, Executive Director of Catholic Charities, has been our guest. And is there someone, I know you don't do it alone, Bill, but um, it's kind of like the Oscars when people have their little list of people that they want to thank. Golden Globe (laughs) nominations came out not too long ago. Is there like a magic formula, a, a list of people that you really lean on day to day that you want to thank or is it is it everybody? Well, 
No, you know, obviously it's our frontline colleagues that even during COVID and afterwards every day showed up for work um, to meet the needs of our neighbors, whether it's feeding the hungry, caring for, you know, infirm people at our nursing home or assisted living or in our senior buildings. So the frontline colleagues are just amazing. They're inspiring. They do this work because they love their neighbor. They love what they do and want to contribute greatly. And, of course, the families because the families – sacrifice so much to allow their loved ones to to do this work. Yeah, that's so true. Well, we have a final minute. Um, We also want to thank Andy, your colleague in marketing and communication. He's he's right now, he's like, no, 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 I'm not the star of the show. (laughs) But honestly, you know, he's going to take our photo. We're going to put that on the website. It's really important, I think, to get the word out about what you do. And he does a great job doing that. Put us in. He does. We're very fortunate. Yeah, yeah. Put put us in touch with each other and and all of that. So, again, people can check out todays1019.com. They can, uh, we're going to put direct links to Catholic Charities on there. CC-MD.org. Congrats on the centennial and all the development and all the things that you're working on in uh, 2024. I, I can't wait to see all the other things that you accomplished. Bill McCarthy has been our guest, Executive Director of Catholic Charities. I know how busy you are. Thank you for taking the time to talk to us. Oh, thank you, Gina. I loved it. Yeah, it was awesome. And we look forward to seeing you again soon. This has been a production of Odyssey Baltimore. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.